Small businesses are at the heart of the U.S. economy. Here at Nurture Small Business Podcast, we're dedicated to seeing our small business owners succeed. I am your host, Denise Kagan, president of DCA Virtual Business Support. If you like what you hear on today's podcast, please share it. You have my gratitude for doing so. If you've been keeping up with employment trends, you'll have read something recently about how important the employee experience is. Included in that employee experience is how leaders are responding to and prioritizing mental health needs in the workplace. Today's guest is Autumn Collier of The Well Woman from Atlanta, Georgia. Autumn has been providing mental health counseling for over 13 years. She is rewarded by the opportunity to serve women. It is her belief that helping just one woman, a relationship, family, and community have helped the community in general. Autumn is also the host of Lady in the Couch. It's a podcast about mental health and well-being relationships and topics related specifically to women. Autumn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Denise, for having me. Happy to be here. I am so excited. I, I think I've been asking you for a couple of years to be on the podcast. <laughs> I'm glad we made it happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Same here. Thank you again. So I highlighted a couple of things in your bio, um, things that, like, for instance, you have a motto, your life motto, which is? Why not? Tell me about it. Yeah, um, actually, um, while in college, um, I had a good friend and, you know, I guess I'll have to credit her for this. She would always, you know, or she would oftentimes just say, hey, let's do this. Why not? Let's do that. Why not? And then I, I thought more about it. Um, and applied some deeper meaning to it for me. And as I was in my early 20s pursuing different things, fun things, different things, out-the-box things, I would often say, well, why not? Why not go after it? Um, it's not mm. harming anybody. It's positive. Um, it's meant, it's going to mean well for me in my life. So why not? Hmm. So I've heard something similar. And I, I don't know if it has a name or a term, but it's about, have, yes, saying yes. Okay. Whereas, you know, everything you're supposed to embrace saying yes to everything that comes to you. Now, obviously you have to put some parameters around that or be able to reframe things that come to you potentially negative to reframe them in a way that makes sense to say yes. So is it kind of similar to that? I guess so. I think, you know, the idea of, um, Yes, I think it could be similar. Saying yes to things kind of implies that someone's asking you or there's another party involved or um, there's a question. I think the idea of why not, which is very similar. Um, I think the idea of why not, however, is also speaking to that intuition, mm. those internal, what we call kind of snow dreams. Um, the snow dreams are the things that um, snow when snow falls on the ground, you don't hear it. So mm -hmm. those are kind of the snow dreams, the things deep down inside that you really want to go after, but you're afraid. There's fear. Maybe what will people think? How will I be judged? What if I said mm. that I really wanted to do X, Y, Z? So um, the why not is what you say to yourself. Why not? Why okay. not? Because oftentimes we don't say, do I want to go, you know, do this or that and, you know, respond with a yes or a no. It's, it's, it's more so here's what my heart is saying. I know what my heart is saying. Why not go after it? So yes, similar in some ways. Yes. Okay. I like I, I really like how you um explain that. Um 
it's it's about the happiness concept as well. Uh, and and this is part of, as I mentioned, the employee experience and how employers are responding to mental health, mental health needs and prioritizing that for their team and themselves. A, a lot of things that I hear, at least in my team, is, you know, I want to do things that I'm, make me happy. So is this something that people can practically, you know, use in their day-to-day life? The why not piece? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think I think the why not does offer some practicality. Um, you know, why not? That is a question. Why not? Um, you could even ask yourself a couple of follow-up questions. Is it harmful? Um, is it will it advance me in a positive way? You know, and, and if you can say yes, it advance, it'll advance me. No, it's not harmful, degrading, um, doesn't devalue anyone, anything, you know, it aligns with my morals, then then why not? Um, so, so yeah, I I think that's definitely one way of looking at it. Um, happiness, happiness is, is, it's nice. Um, yeah, (laughs) it's a nice thing. And, you know, oftentimes when I'm working with clients, I'll tell them, you know, and, and maybe it's just semantics, um, things we say, we know what happiness means, but, you know, often say, you know, we don't really want to chase happiness. Um, happiness is a fleeting emotion. No one is Mm -hmm. happy. 24 seven. Um, contentment is nice. I would agree with you. I would mm-hmm. agree with you, with you. And I think sometimes people chase the happiness, um, because they associate it more with joy and those very bubbly roiling emotions and contentment for me, at least. And, you know, I'm a little bit older, but for me, contentment is fine. I mean, I, Absolutely. And I want moments of happiness and joy to to augment that. But on the flip side, you know, I also get those other moments where I'm cranky and not happy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And this leads up, you know, I, I've seen this at work here where that boils over into, you know, from personal life into work or from work to personal life. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts around that? Yes, just the idea of maybe chasing happiness or uh, just and and how it can impact your life and then workplace and all of that. Yeah, I, I think you know a couple of things. Um, some things I noticed, you know, the idea of seeking happiness um, and how that impacts you personally and professionally. Um, and again, happiness is a term that people may be used to express multiple things. However, um, you know, as you just mentioned, I'm a fan of com- contentment um, because happiness suggests we're always going to be on a high. And when we, we're always expecting mm. to be on a high, nothing can really, really satisfy us uh, for long durations. Um, so you may see folks um, jumping job to job, relationship to relationship home to home. Um, There's a lot of searching and trying to find um, in the search for happiness, I think, where contentment says, I understand every day won't be great. Every day won't be um, a 10, um, nor will every day be a one. And yet I am content knowing that there will be ebbs and flows. However, I'm content with life as is, in a sense. And I think that puts things in perspective, allows us to have a rational view of work, of our home lives, um, and even understanding that, you know, um, just looking at work per se, and I know we'll talk more about how work can impact our mental health, but also um, work is not, you know, the end-all be-all. I don't look to work to satisfy um, all of my needs. Um, 
or to fulfill me in every way. So work is a portion of our lives. Very well put. And when you started talking, you said something and put the con- the uh, connector and instead of but. And I very much recognize that. Tell me why you did that. Yes, absolutely. I I'm, <laughs> I, I have almost, almost eliminated but from my vocabulary. Um, but negates um, everything that comes before it and conjoins. It allows and allows two things, even two opposing things to be true at the same time. Um, so it's kind of like, you always give the example. If someone says, I love you, but... I hate when you leave your socks on the floor, your dirty socks on the floor. Well, that butt kind of, it, it overshadows the I love you as opposed to I love you. And when you leave your dirty socks on the floor, you know, I have to pick those up, right? You know, it, it just has, it, it means both things to be true at the same time. Um, so, so I like and versus but. Right on point. I Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's like little nuances about how you speak that, you know, convey different meanings or and they might not have, you might not mean it that way specifically, but it seems like the other person may perceive it that way. Sure. sure. Absolutely. So your business is physically in Atlanta, but that's not the only place that you serve. Yes, we are physically, our offices in Atlanta. However, we serve the state of Georgia and South Carolina. Okay. So you do telehealth then? Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Okay. We do telehealth. Yes, we we do both. Um, primarily, we are telehealth. However, um, in Georgia, we can also do uh, for folks in the Atlanta metro area. Uh, we can also provide in person. Okay, and tell me a little bit about um, who who do you serve typically? Yes, so our clients are um, women, adult women. We proud. I can't say it without smiling. We proudly serve <laughs> adult women. Um, it is a joy to serve these women. They're very high functioning. They're intelligent. They're amazing. They're awesome. They are just um, role models for many. Um, they're just a, a wonderful um, group of individuals to work with. So, adult women um, who are experiencing anxiety, depression, relationships concerns, relationship concerns, maybe um, life transitions, maybe the student who's graduated college and they're going into their first job, or um, the newly divorced mom, or or you know, multiple life transitions that might be occurring. Okay, and as far as like on. Um- on the work side of things, what what types of things are coming up in conversation? Obviously not, you know, <laughs> not specific, but what just in general, what types of conversations are coming up that may seem like a trend in mm-hmm. relating to the work? Absolutely. Um, so there is, I'll say as a as of late, um, couple of things. One might be like when to turn it off, um, the feeling of of always working. And that mm-hmm. might be related to, you know, post-pandemic. A lot of folks are either telehealth or hybrid. So there is no um, delineation between home and work. Um, mm-hmm. The environment is kind of the same if you're working from home. So there's that piece. Um, I also see how um, there, some individuals have high expectations. Again, we work with very high-functioning women. Um, they have great expectations of themselves, um, and um, that may not be communicated or even projected onto them from work. However, they feel a need to really um, go above and beyond, and sometimes it's related to their background. Um, so just just kind of that nonstop, um, which induces stress, which um, can lead to poor sleep. 
um, crankiness, irritability, not wanting to go to work, feelings of depression or being super anxious whenever that phone rings or it's work. Um, you know, I've seen some people, you know, I can't really eat lunch. Oh, work is pinging me. Oh, I'm getting pinged um, by work. Um, so just this constant um, feeling of being tied to work, whether it's the email, the phone, um, just being tied to it. So, and this is something that I talk about when I guess on podcasts frequently is the hybrid workplace and and some of those things. And there are challenges. Uh, I was at a networking meeting this morning and there was somebody who was laughing there because they, you know, took a, a loan out, you know, an equity loan and built on a second office so that the husband and wife could have space. Well, not everybody has the money to be able to do that. Right. You know, so particularly pandemic, and if you're both still working hybrid or remote even, you still may be sharing a space. Um, I I can see how it would be, those lines get blurry. What kind of, what, how would you advise somebody there? Yeah, I would recommend that folks have a designated, if they can, have a designated area. It may not be a full room, but a designated area to do work so that you know, okay, five o'clock, if that's when you end, um, work stays here. I'm removing myself from this space. Um, I would try not to do work in places where you convene uh, just for your daily life, such as bedroom. Uh, probably not even, well, kitchen table, maybe, maybe not, maybe not your, not your family room in front of the TV or anything like that. Um, because your body starts to become, um, used to sitting in front of a TV with a computer and you, you know, or yeah, or it may be like eight, 9 PM, you know, work has officially ended, but you're, oh, I'm watching TV and on the computer doing some work. And we think we're productive. We think we're getting stuff done, but actually we're not, um, so yeah, I would have um, clear markers for when you do and don't do work. I'd also try to set um, a time um, for you to start work and end work and try to keep it consistent daily. Put in there like your meals, your breaks, go to the bathroom, get water, get up every now and then and walk outside. Kind of the things you would do if you were in an office. You might walk to a, a coworker's office down the hall and, and say hello, get up, um, step outside for a minute if need be. Um those would be some of the things, just really um, monitoring the physical environment where you are. Now, those are all great su- suggestions. And just, you know, having employees, I have seen when some of, when they're stressed at home, how it can play into work. So as far as for leaders, managers, employers, do you have any thoughts, words of advice on how when they see somebody slipping, how they can tactfully and privately handle that? Absolutely. Yes. Um, privately and, and you know, doing so privately and using tact, I think, and genuine concern, um, I think it's helpful. So, you know, when you have those as leaders, when we have those one-to-ones with our team members, um, saying it in a way that, you know, expresses compassion and and actual concern, such as, hey, you know, I'm noticing this and this appears to be different than, you know, um, how how you may typically show or typically, you know, produce. So I'm just curious, is everything okay? Or even, you know, something simple, hey, I noticed um, you seem a little more quiet lately. Is everything going going all right? And even if there are no symptoms um, identified, it can be a simple, hey, 
I know we are living in fast times. How are you? Mm. How you doing? Is everything going well? Hey, how's your how's your son? I know they they play baseball. I remember you said, you know, your um your spouse, you know, this with them. So maybe even just as not not prying, but I think genuine concern um for your coworkers. Or like for that. your for the folks you manage. Being human. Being human. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and and oddly, that skill has been lost, or we tend to think is a skill, but it's being human, being compassionate humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it gets lost. And I know I have lost it from time to time. Just you get busy and you're like job, 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 work, 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 head down, get it done. And you forget, forget about those other things. Um, I have to actually work on being human. <laughs> sure. That sounds terrible. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I, I get it. I think that things move so fast and we have so many to-do lists and checklists and we just want to get it done. Um, so sometimes we do, it's easy to overlook, um, the human part of, of team members, of folks we work with. It, it, it can be somewhat easy to overlook that because we're all just really trying to get it done. Mm-hmm. And then add on, you know, life to that. Like, for instance, you, you're a mom, you're a business owner, you're a therapist. Uh, is it li- licensed clinical social worker currently? Yes. Is that what it, okay. Yes. And you're pursuing a doctoral. Yes, yes. How do you manage it all? You know, good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to say my go-to is, for me, exercise is a big one for me. Um, actually went this morning to the gym, um, um, got some tough news, you know, via phone. I was like, oh my gosh, I kind of just really want to just go home and just lay out. But I was like, you know what, this run will do me some good. And it did. Um, so exercise relieving stress is really big for me. Um, so I practice that, um, multiple times a week, having a strong support system, um, that helps. Um, I have family clothes, you know, my partner. So, um, that helps tremendously. Um, and, you know, I think for me, um, maybe even mindset, understanding that I, I guess this probably has helped and not helped at, at some points, but I'm not a perfectionist. So, <laughs> um, so I, I'm one of those, you know, a good plan executed today is better than a perfect plan never executed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I will just say, all right, you know, this is my best that I can do right now. And it's just going to have to be good enough. Um, so I, I think, you know, mindset, exercise, breathing, deep breathing, and having family support, those are, um, that is how I'm able to attempt to do things. Great advice. I, I, I heard, I went I went and exercised and I translated that as don't go to the brownie and wine first, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which we do as women sometimes, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. yes, <laughs> yes. There's nothing wrong with some girl time and, and wine. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, you got that right. No, I, I definitely enjoy. I have a great group of girlfriends um, and we, you know, it's been tougher now since we're all, you know, a little bit more busy. But our thing was like a monthly outing. We go to a new restaurant, mm-hmm. eat, laugh, you know, have our wine, um, just have a ball. So so that's another thing. Spending time socializing um, with friends um, is is helpful as well. You know, you said something key there as, you know, 
life progresses, you go from college to, you know, now you have your job or maybe you've started a business and, and you're married or with a partner and then children come on the scene or aging parents even. Yes. It's like life changes very much. And so you said something about ensuring you're socializing. That's very important. Absolutely. I think that, you know, especially when it comes to mental health, um, so, you know, we may have some conditions, whether it be depression, anxiety, whatever the case is, but things like that really thrive um, in isolation. So, you know, I, I, you know, there's something we say, you know, I may have a client who may be experiencing depression and one it's a very simple, simple technique. It sounds almost too simple to be a thing, but do the opposite. So when, when experiencing a low mood, um, we're going to want to isolate. We're going to want to withdraw. We're not going to want to talk to people, do the opposite, do the opposite. So yes, I think socializing is very important to our mental health. I mean, we saw during the pandemic, how, um, you know, Mm -hmm. mental health just kind of, um, significantly declined for many individuals because Mm -hmm. of isolation. Um, so, you know, I always say, you know, as, as humans, I think we are meant to, um, um, interact with others, um, have, have companions, all those things. So yes, um, socialization is extremely important. So you, you are, first of all, a wealth of advice and I love that simple, just do the opposite. It's yes, (laughs) that's like golden. (laughs) So you work with individuals or do you have any corporate company programs now that you have telehealth? Yeah, currently yeah, individuals and we see couples. Um, we do not have any corporate programs um, at this time. Okay. Now at this time, suggest you might be considering it in the future. That's awesome. Yes, yes, that definitely might be a consideration, especially, you know, just in my um my studies, my research um that may even tap into just wellness of individuals, um, including work. Um so yes, yes, possibly in the future. Well. That's awesome. I would be excited to see that. So, Autumn, is there something I should have asked you that I haven't asked you yet? You know, I would say to um, more companies, I think, are trying to change the culture um, of their organizations by being more mental health, not just um, tolerant of mental health, but also compassionate, educated about it. Um, in, involved in it um, because they know one, you know, the, what it does to the bottom line, how much money is lost mm-hmm. on folks um, having poor mental health. Um, so I think that is a wonderful thing that we're trying to transition into that space. Um, and I would also say for individuals, um, the actual employees, when it comes to workplace, um, you know, just a couple of things to try to do is reduce the stress, um, whether you use exercise, meditation, um, deep breathings, whatever tips you can have to reduce your stress, I think will be helpful. Even just the mindset that, you know, work will always be there. There will always be work that, you know, always be more. You There is no like cap, I'm done, I finished it all. There is always something else that can be done. So really setting a boundary for yourself, whether it be time frame boundaries, whatever the case is. Um, and I'd also say, you know, for individuals, use your PTO. If you have PTO, use it. Um, it is mm-hmm. there. Don't just try to hold on to it. Um, really use it. Take that time. It is yours um, to have. So um, take your breaks um, as needed. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. I have one of my team members that 
would never take time off. And I'm finally like, okay, you are taking that week off, <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. And, you know, because I could see that there would, they needed some me time. Okay. They needed some family time. They had, they just had a lot going on. And when they came back, they're like, you mommed me, but you knew what I needed. (laughs) Wonderful. No. And I think, you know, kudos to you, Denise, for even acknowledging that, you know, with your team member that, that, that was needed. I think um, that's a skill within itself being, being um, in tune and and open to you know going there with your team and we're even suggestion suggesting hey this this is needed yeah yeah i don't think it was a whole week i think it was just a couple of days but it, it was important to them and, yeah. and thank you so autumn how can people find you after the show especially your podcast sure absolutely so um in terms of the practice, folks can find us online. We're at thewellwomanllc.com. We're also on social channels, The Well Woman, um, The Well Woman on Instagram, The Well Woman LLC on Facebook. Um, podcast, ladyinthecouch.com. Well, you can go there. You can also find a link to our podcast on the wellwomanllc.com website. Um, you can also find Lady on the Couch on social channels as well. And we're on, we're streaming on all of your, um, podcast platforms as well. Okay. And finally, before we close off for the day, I understand you're expanding. So you're also hiring therapists. Is that? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Yes. We are, we are looking for talented, fully licensed. It could be marriage and family therapists, professional counselors, licensed clinical social workers, um, individuals who want to join our team. Um, We are Women serving women, serving women, um, and happy to do so. So, um, yes, we are we are looking for individuals. Perfect, and hopefully, somebody will reach out to you from this. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you spending the time with me today. It has been awesome chatting with you. I've learned a lot, and thank you, Autumn. Thank you, Denise. It's been a pleasure being here. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for today's Nurture Small Business podcast, where the focus is on business growth through technology, leadership, and people strategies. Do you have an idea for a podcast or feedback you'd like to share with me? Send me a note through my website at dcavirtual.com slash contact.